This episode is presented by AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And Dierica Hamby tweeted this, and I loved this so much. She said, the girls must be synced up this month. Because because <laughs> what is going or on? Or something, right? Dierica, that was funny. That was funny. I didn't see that one, but that's funny. This is Queens of the Court. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast produced in partnership with the WNBA. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. And court is in is in session. Woo! <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's get it, let's get it. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. I feel like these weeks are getting longer and fuller of all and the things. Juicier and spicier. I see. I know I was just gonna text you just one of those yeah. chili emojis because it's <laughs> and been... I would have so understood it. <laughs> it's been spicy. Um, let's just get right into it because we don't have a choice. Oh, okay. Let's start with Sunday's game. The New York Liberty defeated. I don't even know if that's the right word. No, 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 no. Woo! They didn't defeat them. <laughs> They spanked that ass. They spanked it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ace. They did. 99 to 61. Per ESPN, the 38-point difference is the largest loss by a team holding the WNBA's best record in league history. We were just talking about all the records that the Aces have been breaking. I don't think this one was on their bingo card. <laughs> like... I, I get it. Teams have off nights. That's why you play the game, mm -hmm. right? That's why you play the game because you never know who's going to win. But I, I saw somebody, it was either LaChina or Tarika. Somebody said, if you tell me you saw this coming, you're a lie. 
Lies. <laughs> like, no, there's no way, no way at all. First of all, a lot of people pick the aces to win the game. I didn't pick either way. I was just like, it's going to be Me a either. good game. Yeah, I was Which excited. Is just, I thought the same thing about the first time they played. I was like, this is going to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, a 99 to 61 point game was not a very good game. Yeah. That was a beaten. That was a beaten. If you're the Liberty, you are so happy and you are smiling from ear to ear. Inescu scored 31 points. She was just on fire, had a freaking flamethrower for an arm that game. Listen. And the crowd, like you can't underestimate the crowd. 11, over 11,000 sellout crowd. They had to open up the upper deck. Like it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful to listen to. Can, can mm. I rewind for one second? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, it's not our flower segment. But you know, I'm. I just keep it real. I call it like I see it. And let let me preface this by saying I still don't think Sabrina has done enough to be on the cover of 2K. I don't. I don't. Not yet. But I'm gonna say this. Sabrina shot the leather off the ball last night or yesterday. <laughs> it was incredible. I I found myself actually mesmerized by how well she was shooting the ball. And and the reason why I was impressed yesterday is because I personally think I think Jackie Young is a a pretty good defender, right? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I was like, Becky, you need to leave Jackie on Sabrina, like for the entire game, because I'm watching and I'm like, anytime Kelsey Plum was on Sabrina. Oh yeah. It was her eye, her eye, her <laughs> eyes lit up like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Come on. Come on. So I, I'm only bringing that up because I'm not a, I'm not a hater. I know people be like, oh gosh, she's just a Sabrina hater. I'm not, I'm just a keep it real type of person. So I'm 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 just giving her her flowers a segment because what I saw Sabrina do yesterday was beautiful basketball. Mm-hmm. It was I mean beautiful is just a perfect way to describe it. I mean it was great to see Courtney Vandersloot pass Tisha Pinachero for assists in that game. It was just so much star power on the court and going back mm-hmm. to the fans for a second just. It just felt exciting. And I think my favorite part about all this, the Aces and Liberty are playing four times this month, including next Tuesday, August 15th, in the Commissioner's Cup Championship game presented by Coinbase. And the series for the regular season is tied 1-1 because the Aces Mm -hmm. did win in June by 17 points. But I am, like, giddy. I'm like, I have butterflies just every single time they're going to meet up. Even though the Liberty were up by as many as 42 points, it was still really good basketball, especially that first half. The third quarter was just something else. But the first half, it was just back and forth, high scoring. It was fun. It was fun. It was. And you know what? I know it was a, what is that, 38-point deficit? Mm-hmm. But, ga- but games like that, are so good for our game. It's so mm-hmm. good for the game. 
national television, everybody's watching. Like, I, and I don't care that it was a 38 point loss by the Aces. I care about the, let me see, 11,418 fans in attendance. Yeah. And people woke up this morning talking about that game. Mm hmm. Like it was, oh, it was good. It was so, 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 so good. It, it was, was so good. good. It was good. Asia Wilson finished with only nine points. She was two for 14 shooting. She took a an elbow to the face by John Quill Jones. I think that was in what the first quarter? That was the first, yeah, yeah, that, that was, was the almost the end of the first quarter. I think it so. was like her, her neck, her yeah. throat somewhere. Yeah, it was, it was ugly. It was ugly. It was, but she bounced but, back. She know. finished the rest yes, of the game. Yes, she did. We're, we're going to talk about her uh, her press conference, what she had to say a little bit later, because I think, yeah, I think she was right to say it, but we'll get on that. But my favorite quote is what Becky Hammond said. <laughs> she said- Becky keeps it real. Always. She is always going to keep it real. She said, that's a good old fashioned ass whooping, but I don't mind <laughs> getting our ass whooped. Every now and then, it's a good reminder that you're still human and you've got to go out and prove it every moment. Lord knows we're going to see them plenty this year. I love that quote. Well, I love it too. But I, I you know, I'm always trying to find little underlying tones and stuff I read. <laughs> <laughs> read between the lines. Well, no. So here's what, and because Becky was a player, right? Mm -hmm. Who played for the Liberty, played alongside Spoon and, and VJ. Like, I, I know how these Liberty, former Liberty players think and now the head coach. So the part where it said, um, but I don't mind getting our ass whooped every now and then. I took that as we're pretty good. <laughs> so tonight just happened to be your night. All right, we'll take this one. It's a good reminder that you're still human and you've got to go out and prove it every moment. Mo moment. I totally agree with that because here's the thing. Sometimes you get so comfortable in being so good mm -hmm. that you, you, you need a good ass whooping every now and again to bring you back to reality. So now you're like, oh, okay, we're, we're good but we still got to bring it every single game. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from the Liberty because they, Stewie played well. Yeah. Across Sabrina the played board. Well. I, I just, yeah, just everybody that, that, that entered the game for them. So not to take anything away from the Liberty, but I will say this about the Aces. There were times in this game that I didn't recognize that team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They started going one-on-one. -on -one. They started, and you saw Asia in the huddle saying, like, that's not yep. us. That's not yep. us. We got to get back to who we are. So it was a little yep. bit of a identity thing, and that just goes to show how much New York kind of took them out of that yep. and how, how sure big did. this moment was. Okay, let me ask one thing. It was a lot of conversation of, about Candace Parker. Do you feel like the Aces missed Candace in this game? Mm, I do. From one, from a leadership standpoint. So when, when we were talking earlier, when I said they didn't even look like the same team mm -hmm. that we've seen, 
I think a lot of that is Candace not being there. Just her her veteran leadership and her presence on the court. Like there were moments in that game because even even Asia is is not completely there yet, right? From a leadership standpoint of pulling everybody together, saying, "Listen, guys," right? Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what Candace's presence brings. But the other thing I feel they missed in that game is having Candace's presence in the paint. Yeah. Right. Her ability to score the ball in the paint, mm-hmm. even her ability to bring JJ away from the basket, the space, the floor and put it, and put it on the floor and create things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like Alicia Clark, you know, I ride hard for her. I love Alicia Clark. Alicia's not Candace. Kia Stokes is not Candace. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I feel like they miss Candace on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. No yeah. question. At one point, it was second chance points 0 to 12 in yep. favor of the yep. Liberty. And I was like, "We the Aces aren't even getting offensive rebounds. That doesn't even seem right. That's what I meant, yep. like the, the Liberty really taking them out of their game and making them play at a different speed at their at their own separate game. So, um, and yeah, we're going to see this matchup over and over again because the Aces have heard the New York Liberty definitely heard all the talking from the first loss oh, yeah. in June. Oh yeah. Now the Aces are hearing all the <laughs> chatter about this loss. Okay, well, there was definitely some some drama in after that game that we're going to break down in our tweet of the week later, but let's move on to the rest of the drama throughout the league <laughs> that really just happened yesterday. And Dierica Hamby tweeted this, and I loved this so much. She said, the girls must be synced up this month because, because <laughs> what is going or on? Or something, right? Dierica, that was funny. That was funny. I didn't see that one, but that's funny. Let's start with the Sparks and the Mystics, okay? I don't know if you saw this. We're going to get to the Dallas and Chicago, but I don't know if you saw what happened The final 30 seconds of the game, the Sparks were up by three points. Lasia Claridon was driving the lane. Brittany Sykes came over aggressively late to help. They both fell to the floor. It seemed like Sykes pulled Lasia down. It seemed like Lasia pulled Sykes down. Then Sykes quickly got up while Lasia was still on the floor. (laughs) She grabbed Lasia's back of the neck, pushed them, their face towards the ground, Lasia starts kicking and oh, Mahi shines at Oh, my I saw the God. beginning of it. I didn't see that part. Mahi shines outlet and luckily swoops in. She whisks Sykes away, but it was it was about to go down. And both players got ejected. The Sparks went on to win 91 to 83, but Alrighty then. That was mm. just one, that was just one game. That was what. Well, see, I was ready for the spice from Dallas and Chicago. We're going to get there. I I had a preface. I only saw, (laughs) yeah, so what I saw, and I think this must have been the highlights, I saw Lay going in for a layup. Sykes comes over. Mm -hmm. I thought thought Sykes took Lay down. Yeah, yeah. But Sykes, Brittany felt a different way. Mm -hmm. Like, Like Lay took her down. So all I saw was when both of them were on the floor, Sykes gets up, right, and is coming over, stands over Lay. And Lay was like, oh, no. 
what you're not going to do is <laughs> gave her a nice little kick to the growing area. And yeah, and I guess I missed the rest of it. Oh, wow. The, the ladies oh. are ready to tussle. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Something I and oh, I didn't watch because all these games I have to say were on at the same time, so which drives me bananas. Bananas because I turned I tuned in right before this happened, so I did. I had my popcorn already ready because I turned over from the Aces game, but I didn't get to see what kind of led up to this if they were going back and forth all game. Yeah, yeah. because this was the final seconds. It came down, kind of came down to it. Um, and the sparks were able to pull it out, but that was, that was a lot. And then let's go to Dallas and Chicago because you want to talk about a lot. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let me set the scene. So first thing that happened was a scuffle between the wings guard Odyssey Sims and the sky guard Dana Evans. So when that went down, it was both of them got technical fouls. And also, Ruthie Hebert came off the bench and, like, pushed Odyssey Sims in the back. Ruthie Hebert plays on the Chicago Sky. So she got ejected from the game after that (laughs) happened. And then the other part, just a little bonus, then they took it to social media and started talking a little bit more. They were throwing some some virtual punches, as you may Mm -hmm. say. So Mm -hmm. Odyssey Sims commented on the video of all this going down. She says, don't ever come for me. All caps, period. I don't have time (laughs) to give little babies my energy. That's my Odyssey Sims voice. Okay. Oh, my God. Then I live for this. You can't tell. (laughs) I'm thriving right now. And then Dana Evans came back. She said, babe, you fouled out in nine minutes. Your only stats were six <laughs> fouls and one turnover. And one turnover. And the kissy face emoji. Oh, my gosh. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what's the, the the funniest part to me is Odyssey calling Dana baby, basically. Or Dana coming back calling Odyssey babe. Like, just the way she addressed it, babe. I'm like, oh, wait, she said six fouls and one turnover. That's all you did tonight. Oop. Bloop. Hey. Oops. I, I, I love it. I'm here it. for it. I'm, I'm here, here for, for it. it. This was we need a little teams. spice was, and juice and all of that in our game. You know, just a little spice. It's August. It's like mid-season. We just need a little, little it's drama. It's hot outside. Some, some paint trainers. <laughs> It's hot outside, so let's let's bring the heat inside too. According to ESPN, the officials called fifty-four fouls that game, most in any WNBA game this season. So they were going at it all game, and then we got to get to the final minute, is which happened to Arike, which everybody is also up in arms about. So Courtney Williams made a hard foul on Arike. It was less than a minute left. Courtney Williams may, received a technical foul for that call because it was very just blatant. It seemed like she just wanted to stop the clock, so she kind of tackled Arike a little bit. And Arike's momentum was taking her towards the ref. This is my opinion. Her momentum mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. foul, it was taking her towards the ref. The ref was also stepping towards Arike. They slightly bump into each other. And then after the ref's review 
the foul situation, they toss Arike out for making contact with the ref and she's ejected. So it wasn't even right after it happened, which normally happens, a ref gets bumped and they just throw him out. It was after they reviewed it. And I just scratching my head, Cheryl, help, help me understand. But Jordan, even even after, <clears throat> my thing is this: if if you didn't eject her when it first happened, to me, that says there was nothing there. Like like it was nothing about that was intentional, yeah. right? So then you're going to the replay monitor to look at the foul, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. right? The foul by Courtney Williams. Mm -hmm. And you come back and you eject Arike because you see her. First of all, I watched it a gazillion times, right? I was like, let me, because as a former player, right? Sometimes we're in the moment. And I was like, did did Arike try to get a cheap little shot in? (laughs) Right? Right. They bumped into each other. Like, I, I know refs are human. Mm-hmm. They they are. They're human just like we are. We all make mistakes. But what I have seen, and not just this game, what I have seen all season long from the referees, I'm like, y'all need to go back to school. Mm. Like, let's start over. Here, here's the part that frustrates me because... Like there are no, there are no repercussions for refs making just horrible calls, especially in the heat of the game, right? Mm -hmm. The game's tied, it's close or whatever. And you, you go eject Arike. I'm just, those are the types of things that have happened this season that if you're paying attention, leaves everybody just scratching their head. Like, like what is, what's honestly, what's really going on? Yeah. So, so as a player and, and I know you got to watch what you say, you got to hold your tongue because you're going to get fined, you'll get suspended, whatever. But it's so hard to do that in moments when you're like, please, like you can't even ask them questions, Mm -hmm. right? Like, please explain to me, what did I do? Please explain to me what happened. Mm -hmm. And then they just look at you like, how dare you ask me any questions? You're out. Yeah. No, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And especially when these these ladies like they're busting their butts every single day for moments like this. Mm-hmm. And to get ejected over something that was nothing, that's ridiculous to me. Like at last thing I'll say, at some point, like the refs have got to be held accountable, just like players are held accountable if they go in. And and I think we're gonna roll the clip of of Arike, mm-hmm. right? But if players go in and have comments on refs, they're fine, they're suspended. But yet, what what's happening to the refs who are making these types of calls? Mm. Yeah, and I think just on a over even beyond that is the league looking at okay, this season it's been a little out of whack or it's a little abnormal yeah, with the ref. So let's go back to bad. to our investment in how we process and get referees for the league. Can we start back even from there to make sure we're getting the best product to come ref these best players in the world? 
So it's like, we got to go a couple steps back. But you mentioned Arike. Let's roll the clip of what she had to say after the game, after she got ejected for the second time this season. I just got mauled by Courtney Williams. Like, obviously, no offense to her, she fouled me. She wanted to do a foul, but the ref is walking into me. I don't know if she wants me to jump out the way, but they can't be sensitive if they get hit. Like, she was looking for something. I just watched it back a million times. She's saying I intentionally pushed her. If I'm going 100 miles per hour and I get fouled and pushed and you're walking into me, I'm, there's no stopping. So I don't know what's going on this year with the refs, but that was the worst call I've ever seen in my life. There you go. <laughs> but it makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. Like, her, her, her breaking that down, it totally makes sense. Like, if she... Courtney Williams fouled her hard, right? Just the momentum. Very her hard. momentum yeah. takes her into the ref. Like, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, that's what she said. You it, want, it, what do you want me to do? You want me to jump out of the way? Like, here's the thing. Last thing we'll say, because we got to move on. But Arike, this was her second ejection of the season so far. You don't expect that from her. Like, she doesn't no, carry no, herself no. in that way. And in no. just this game, two players were ejected, four technical fouls. And if you remember, a, in June, a Dallas game, when Arike was ejected that first time, it was 10 technical fouls in that game, the most ever in a regular season game. And it's like, what is, what's going on? Like, I don't, I don't know, but uh, this is a lot. It was a yeah. lot of drama. It is. It, it is. And, and let on. me, I, I want to go back for one second before we move on. I don't remember when it was, but Phoenix played Chicago mm-hmm. and I, I looked at the game. There are two refs right there. Diana, not saying she intentionally did it, but Mabry has the ball at the top of the key. Do you know where I'm I going remember this? this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she, Diana slaps her in the face, like a big slap in the face. Mm-hmm. There's no call. I remember that. Watching that video, it was like I was getting pranked. I was like, what? Did I just and watch? I, like it, it wasn't it wasn't just a little baby tap, like, oh, my bad, my bad. Like it was a real whack. And I and maybe just kind of like like she was shocked. She was I don't know if she was shocked that she got slapped or shocked that there was no call. Right. <laughs> so my my point is you can't let something like that slide. Mm-hmm. And then an accident of a player who just got hacked, clobbered, her momentum takes her into you and you eject her after you go look at the replay yeah. monitor, excuse me. Really the the, you know inconsist- what like? the inconsistencies and, and even with the challenge being added this year, make it- you know, that just is another thing that players and coaches have voiced frustration. Like I have to use my challenge on a basic call. Yeah. Because yep, you guys aren't yep. getting this right. Shoot. So mm-hmm. it's when it's been shoot. a lot of conversations around the refs. And I think that's going to be continued throughout the season. I would just ask if we can just make sure that we're getting the top tier refs just as another league or any other professional league. That's all I'm going to say on that. We're going to take a break. It was a lot of spiciness in this segment. But we're going to come back and we're going to talk all things
All right, we're back. And uh, Cheryl, let's take a trip together. Oh, where are we going? We are going to the desert. We're going to Phoenix. Go. I don't want to go to the desert. <laughs> but with you, Jordan, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. It'll be a quick trip. <laughs> <laughs> the Phoenix Mercury. Who I tell you. They are currently in 11th place, and yet they have so many storylines and so much going on. And let's start with the positive, because Diana Taurasi became the first WNBA player to reach 10,000 points. And she only needed 18 points in the game to get it, but she dropped 42 because mm. it's Diana Taurasi. And she's mm. dropped 42 at age 40 and said, hold that. But Cheryl, what I want to know from you, because you know D, you played with her. How special was it to see her reach this milestone? Well, you know, I think, I think for people who truly know the game and know Diana, it was just a matter of time, mm -hmm. right, before that happened. To, to me, I'm just so glad that she was able to stay healthy, be healthy, and make this happen. I, I loved her press conference. I loved everything she said. You know, she's like, at some point, there will there will be another player that will come along and will be just as dedicated to this game and their craft as I was and will break this record. Mm, maybe. I don't know. 10,000 points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. So... But Dee, Dee's very, she's very humble. Like she talks a lot of, you know what, but she's very humble. Mm. Um, I, I feel like I know how special this was to her because of the work she's put in, the time she's put in, and then to be able to do it and celebrate with her wife, with her kids. Um, it was a special moment. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't watch the game but just seeing the highlights and everything everywhere, um, it was so special for me to be able to see it, to witness it. And um, if if any player was going to do it, if any player was going to be deserving of it, um, absolutely, it should have been Diana Taurasi. She has put the time in. She's put the work in. Um, Dee's a hell of a player. And, and that record alone, I don't know if it'll ever be broken. I Maybe. I really don't know. Like Tina but it's Thompson, take some time. Tina Thompson is next on the list, seven thousand four hundred and eighty-eight. Yeah. The next yeah. active player on the list is Dewana Bonner, six thousand six hundred ninety-four. Yeah. Like it's going to take something so uh, somebody just starting their career with this goal in mind and is like averaging thirty a game because Diana scored so much. Yeah. For so many years. And yeah. I I just thought it was exciting. Of course, it came, you know, she broke the record on a three-pointer um, just to see the crowd and just to see everyone kind of rally behind her because it's, it is special and it's very much special for the league. I think so many people and, and so many people at the beginning of the inception of WNBA couldn't even have imagined a player you know, the league being around long enough to get 10,000 points. So to have this this milestone 
And I hope it gets broken one day because that means that the league is thriving and there's many more years and and more players, you you know? know And that's what records are are made Mm -hmm. for. But there was something I read on Twitter and maybe, um, Alex, you can search this for us. It was real interesting because I saw someone said that Diana scored, I know it was on a three, but she scored 42 points and it had had something to do with eight and 24. Yeah, it was on the game clock. Right? Yeah, it was on the game clock. So she scored 42 points at 824. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? I believe so. I just thought, I I think that was right. Mm -hmm. I just, that in itself, and especially how, you know, Kobe called her the white mamba. Like, I just thought all of that was so, like, it was so significant. But it was, I don't know, there was something special about that to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were saying, you know, the 42 points is BG's number as well. And BG yes. was, yes. was out that game, yes. but she was wearing a Diana Taurasi jersey. And let's talk about Griner for a second, just saying with Phoenix, you know, she missed three games to focus on her mental health, which we talked about last week. She returned on Saturday and she put up 22 points, six rebounds, Um, But she also had something to say about just being able to take that space um, to focus on her mental health. Let's listen in. Brittany, was the plan um, from way back for you to take some kind of mental um, health break during the season or did that just... There's no plan with mental health, really. Um, There's no plan for that. You can't plan for when you might need some time or anything, but um, I just want to shout out the Phoenix Mercury organization Um, from the jump. They were there for me, uh, making sure I was good, letting me know that at any moment, if I needed some time off, I could do that and I would come back and everything would be fine. Um, So I just want to, I just want to say thank you to Jim, Nick, Matt, and everybody that uh, made it okay for me to do that made me feel like it was okay to take some take some time. Can, can I say something before yeah. you even get into that? Yes. Who who asked a question about was this the plan all along? Oh yeah, on this particular day, I'm gonna need to take a mental health break. But I love Brittany's answer. Like, no, you don't plan for that. Yeah. Anybody in their right mind, and this isn't this isn't just for Brittany, it's anybody, but Brittany in particular, given everything she just went through a year ago, I'm surprised she's even playing, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. So take every minute, every moment, every break you need, and don't feel like you owe anybody an explanation for that. Sorry, I, I just I heard the question. And I was like, was this the plan? Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was meant of like, OK, you're going to play for this amount of games and then you're going to take this road trip off and then you're going to keep playing like that was what they came up with. I I don't think so. Um, I think it was her just saying I needed a break. And I'm so happy that the organization was able to give her that space and not, you know, and treat her like a human that we constantly talk about on the show and not say, well, you're a product. We need these wins or we need this, 
you know, say it was a, a different type of season that the Mercury were having, and this was for playoff yeah. implications, it didn't matter. If she needed the break, she needed the break. And she needs to break, yeah. He went on to say in that press conference, you know, it's always okay <clears throat> to take a mental break. Life's hard. Life's tough. And just kind of Point saying that period. to everyone about everything. Um, so I'm so happy that this has been able to fuel these conversations around mental health and the importance of a Brittany Griner, who is an all-star, can still say, no, I'm a, uh, yeah, yeah, we can, I can take a break. But you know, you know what I, what I saw in, in Brittany in that press conference, someone who has a lot on her shoulders right now, like, there have been times, <clears throat> excuse me, when I've seen her, like the All-Star game. Honestly, she looked she looked so happy. She did. And I'm sure she was to be back, to be playing. She's in the All-Star game. In the press conference, I didn't see that same look. I, to me, she looks like she is stressing. Mm. Like she has a lot on her plate. And <clears throat> again, to me, I'm like, BG, take all the time in the world. You don't owe anybody an explanation. Don't feel bad about it. Because the number one thing you need to do is take care of you mm -hmm. and make sure that you're okay. Mm -hmm. Period. Yes. Well, BG, as we continue to say on the show, we are with you. We love you. And anybody else who may be struggling with their mental health, it's okay to take a break. Step away. Step away for a little bit um and listen step away i'm sorry jordan step away and then you come back and do what simone biles did yes! shout out simone, shout out simone. <laughs> oh my goodness wait talk about joy and and yes. i mean bg said that yes. in a press conference too we've seen this on the world stage at the olympics and she was alluding to simone biles and she came back yes looking good taking first place back into it and now she's a wifey she looks so happy doesn't she i love this sorry i had to get that no that's there, good i love me some mobile that was a good yeah. note. yeah that was do good. you that was go do you okay last thing that we're gonna cover on this trip to the desert is uh, we are still in the desert. We are still in the desert. And we have to talk about, you know, Skylar Diggins-Smith, who is out this season for the Mercury on maternity leave. She kind of popped off on Twitter last week, and it just got a lot of people talking. So I'm just going to say what we know, which is basically what she said in her tweets. What we know is she tweeted, they're not going to acknowledge me this year, and it's okay, guys. We're not affiliated unless it's the checks per management. I can't even use the practice facility or any resources. She said this in a response to a fan saying, hey, why didn't the Phoenix Mercury wish you a happy birthday on social media, Skylar? That was her response. Um Per the, you know, WNBA's most recent CBA, the Phoenix Mercury are paying Diggin Smith her full salary while she's out on maternity leave. We don't know what that means with facilities or resources, but this is, again, coming from Skylar. 
She tweeted saying that she doesn't have access to massage therapists, chiropractors, chefs, strength and conditioning, nutritionists, etc. that every other player has access to. However, I'm still down 48 pounds on my own and I'm feeling great, which wonderful. We love that. Um, she gave birth to a baby girl in spring and she hasn't played in a Mercury jersey since August 4th. 2022 so almost exactly a year ago um yeah that's what we know she was really just going off firing these tweets when head coach nikki blue was asked about it she said skylar's on maternity leave right now and as we do with players on maternity leave we give them their space and then she immediately started talking about the game that was ahead of them the wmbpa executive director terry jackson she said the PA has been in regular contact with Skylar through her representation throughout the year. We will continue to support her. The WNBA had no comment. So, yeah, Cheryl. <clears throat> that's all. That's what There's we got. There's a lot. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I just... One, I, I would really love to hear, besides what Nikki Blue said, right? I, I would love to hear Phoenix Phoenix's side on all the allegations, everything that Skylar has said. My my question, and this is a real legitimate question, um, when Skylar says she doesn't have access to massage therapists, chiropractors, chefs, strength and conditioning, nutritionists, accessibility, all of those things. Um, was there ever a conversation with Skylar and management in the Mercury when she left for maternity leave? Like, is she still, my, my big question is, is she still a part of the team or is she not? That's a fair question. Right. Because her contract because, is extend, uh, expiring after this season. Yeah. Yeah. And so if she's if she's not if she's no longer a part of the team or the organization ha have they had that conversation with her I, I don't know i'm just asking questions mm -hmm. right and so if you're not people may hate me for this but if you're no longer a part of that organization then you don't get access to those things that the players get access to mm. i'm just saying that's the business i'm not saying it's right or wrong that's the business that's the way yeah. it works yeah. And if she is still a part of the organization, then shame on Phoenix for not giving her access to these things. The The last question I have, and I'm only, I'm asking questions because I don't have answers. This is fair. I've seen Skylar posting videos of herself working out in the gym. Um, I know she's done some stuff with, I think, Bridget Pettis, and I've just seen her in the gym doing her own thing. Why, why did it take her so long to comment, to say, to say these things, to say, I don't have access to facilities. The timing of like, it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't talk to Skylar. I, I don't know what's going on. I know I was in her situation as a, an athlete, a pregnant athlete, a mom coming back, like, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. 
And then you got to make all these different adjustments. If, if, if she is and was, was or is truly feeling the way she feels, I would have put it out there months ago when I was trying to get in a gym and work out. It's a good point. But I, but I would be very curious to hear what the Mercury has to say about Skylar's allegations. It has just been reported based off of Skylar's tweets. That's kind of all we're going off of right now. So I know that we're going to be following this until the rest of the season since her contract is up um, because she is back in the gym. But no one, it seems like, and it seemed like the Mercury organization made it clear that they were not pushing her to come back this season. There was no pressure for her to come back and quickly after her her pregnancy. Um, so we're going to be following this. I, I think it's going to be interesting as more sides of the story comes out. Um, Tyler or Skyler is known for tweeting the infamous clown emoji that we will never forget that goes in the <laughs> Twitter Hall of Fame. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're going to be monitoring this. But that's that ends our trip to Phoenix <laughs> for the day. Let's get out the desert. It's too hot. It's, I don't like the it's desert. It's hot here. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We come back with the Tweet of the Week. Welcome back. Our Tweet of the Week is from it's Asia. A it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> it's uh, it's from Asia Wilson. After the Aces loss, she's finished with nine points. She was a little fiery in the post game press conference, and this is what she had to say. At the end of the day, I'm gonna always shoot. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna always shoot the basketball because my teammates need that. Need that for me. Uh, do I live with this? Of course, I'm gonna live with this. I didn't have it. Uh, but when it comes to me, career low or whatever my numbers are looking like, I really don't. I could care less about that because that's not going to shatter my confidence to continue to shoot that basketball. The Aces drafted me in 2018 to shoot that basketball, <laughs> and I'm going to continue to do that because that's just who I am. And uh, I, don't, I don't need – this doesn't validate me in this league at all, so I'm not going to harp on this at all. Thanks a lot, Appreciate it. I don't need a statue to validate who I am in this league. That's what? Tell him, Doug. Doug. <laughs> what Ooh, up, Doug? I don't need a stat sheet to validate who I am in this league. As a reminder, she was two for 14 from the field, but according to her, it don't matter. The Aces drafted her in 2018 to shoot the basketball. I'm going to keep shooting that thing. Tell him, A. <laughs> Listen. I I watched the whole press conference and I, I didn't hear the question, but I know Chelsea, I think it was a question for Chelsea and Chelsea was getting ready to mm. respond and Asia just tapped her wrist like, like a mom would do. She tapped her wrist like, mm -mm, I got it. I got it. So that's when she went mm -hmm. off. And you know what? Yeah, she was two for 14, but I loved I just loved her saying, dang, I wish I would have thought of that when I was playing. But I loved her saying, I don't need a stat sheet to validate who I am. Yeah, put it on league. a shirt. Everybody's going to have an off yeah. night. Everybody's going to have an off night. She was two for 14. But I, yeah, by far the best tweet 
<laughs> it was so so good. No, no stat sheet to validate who. Because I am here, this week. here's the thing. That was good. Just like you said, everyone's gonna have an off night, and I think what she was just you could just see her blood was boiling and she went off to fire a couple more tweets you know when she got to her phone and she was able mm -hmm. to tweet out herself mm -hmm. basically saying like the disrespect is not i'm not tolerating it i knew the mvp yeah, the mvp conversation was going to come up after this game i knew that was going to happen but don't come for me because everybody has off nights and when you say yeah. that, and I, I know that I'm an Asia Wilson fan, but it's also in your response, right? Is she gonna, I believe that mm -hmm. the next game or the next time even these teams see each other, she's gonna show up. Like she's not gonna, I, oh, I will be not different. put money that Asia Wilson's gonna have multiple two for 14 nights. No, here's the part that, that, it, that bothers me about people who are into stats like that though. Maybe she didn't shoot the ball very well, but she did other things really good. There was one possession. I think she had three blocks in one possession. Oh, yeah. She defended. She rebounded. Like, come on now. I She was like, you don't have to be a fan of mine, but the disrespect ain't going to fly. Right. Um, okay, reminder. Reminder, reminder. Aces play the Liberty <laughs> again next week how lucky are we in the commissioner's mm -hmm. cup championship game presented by coinbase that's next tuesday august 15th at 9 p.m eastern time at michelob ultra arena with the game streaming live on amazon prime video i can't let's go to vegas oh let's go, go. To the desert, let's go to vegas let's go that'll be fun let's go back as we should say mm -hmm. that would be fun okay that's gonna be a good one gonna be a good one we had to cover all the spice i think there's gonna be plenty more because everything that happened i feel like all these teams are gonna meet again <laughs> will the spice still be at the same level i don't know but uh yeah it's gonna be good um keep sending us your questions or feedback to our listener email at queens of the court at odyssey.com we're planning to do a full listener mailbox segment in the not too distant future so please continue to do that and please continue to follow rate and review the show it's available on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts yeah, we got some good listener emails. I can't wait for that segment. Plus, you can always find me and Jordan on social media. I'm at AirSwoops22. And she, Jordan, is at Hey Jordan R. I do a slow-mo cabbage patch every time you do it. <laughs> that was a little matrix. That was a little matrix action. <laughs> Queens of the Court is an Odyssey original created in partnership with the WNBA. The show is produced by Alex Ozzy. The executive producer is Lena Moss Glazer. Social media assistance from Isabella Apple. Imaging from T Storm Battle. And court is, is adjourned. adjourned. Oh, yeah.